Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 214 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? Hey. It's going okay. Damon, yeah, Damon's cool. all excited because he has a mic now. That <laughs> I, I know. It's like I, I was, uh, you know, not at the top level with the same as Trevor and Tom for so long. I felt like it was tough, but now... <laughs> Now, now I'm at their same level, microphone-wise. I feel, I feel better. Now, now, now you've got the fancy heavy mic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. So hopefully it's better. I mean, I can. I, always... You sound good. You sound good. That's I good. think. Yeah. So that's good. Um. So, uh, Damon, I know we have you for a limited time tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there's swimming and there's there's we we had a tough yesterday was a, just a tough long day. I got up around seven o'clock. I went to prelims to swim. I could not come home because my daughter's lacrosse was far, but at least it was close to swim. So went to prelims swim, went right to lacrosse, went right to the second game of lacrosse, went back to swimming finals. And then I got home at like 9.45. So from seven in the morning to 9.45, I was out at oh, wow. events. Yeah. I was, was so tired. Coming. Like I took so many pictures and I was so tired when I got home. I, I was like, I can't. <laughs> I was like, I just got to go to bed. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I was just telling Trevor before the, before we started recording, I was right before I got into the, the seat to start recording. I had made a banana bread and then okay. uh, immediately went to make dinner. I make, uh, I was making pulled pork in the, in the instant pot, which I've actually never tried before. Oh, we do uh, it all but- the time. Yeah. It's nice. Instant pot. I, the instant pot is criminally underused in my house. Like I feel like I should be using it so uh, much more often. So we use it a lot more than I think we used to. So, but again, it's for certain things. So, like we do a lot of things that, like, so you, you know, like like chicken tenders, like making your own yeah, yeah. chicken tenders. Like we do that a lot with that. Okay. Um, but pulled pork, pulled chicken. Yeah. I want to say like my wife has done a ton of other things too. But like I kind of oh meatballs. 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 Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. meatballs are a big thing. Yeah. I wouldn't think Super. to do that in an Instant Pot. Sorry, Trevor, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, we, we go through phases with it. Like, yeah, you kind of find a couple of things with it. and Or at least with us, like, we'll we'll use it and then we'll forget about it for like six months. And then <laughs> and then we'll bring it out again when we decide like we want to do pulled pork or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to say, it does a really good job with pulled pork. I, I was impressed because, you know, so, in, in the past, ahead. I've always done crockpot pulled pork. But now, like, instant which is fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's way less. So I will say that the other thing that we got, which is like total game changer, is the FDA silicon mats for the inside. Okay. Dude, yeah. Game changer because right really? now all of a sudden, like cleanup is okay. You pull that thing out, you're done. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was definitely worth it. So I got my wife to a couple of those. I think for Christmas, um, way easier. Right, cleanup is super easy then because you're just taking that piece out and then kind of moving on. I also tried to bake a cake. I don't know if I, I forgot if I talked about that, but it did not come out that great. So I'm on a mission for uh, another cake, maybe for Easter. See how it goes. Because, again, from scratch, right? So, Of course, from scratch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just, eh. That's what I would say. Eh. This was, wasn't that good. I hope well, my banana bread came out good. I, I have not tried it yet, but uh, I'm, I am I love a good banana bread. We've been doing banana bread muffins. Oh, I've done that, too, before. Yeah. Those yeah. Too. yeah. A little bit easier like to... If you want. Yeah. 
I mean, well, just when the kids take them and just and go, it's a little bit easier than There's cutting a slice bread. Yeah. Is there really such a thing as bad banana bread? Because I don't think it, like I've had. Yeah, I've had like. It goes from like okay to really good. Like I don't think there's ever yeah. bad banana bread. I feel like you. I mean, if you put raisins in it. Oh yeah, I'm chocolate chips, man. I'm all chocolate chips yeah. in my banana bread always. Oh yeah, we don't normally do chocolate chips because what do you my, do nuts? Once, my one son doesn't oh, like chocolate. So, oh, your one son doesn't do chocolate. Okay, so do yeah. but do you do nuts? Sometimes. Okay. I like walnuts, so I like mm-hmm. it, but I, I don't always win that battle, especially when I'm not the one making it. I can't really complain too much. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, see, I, 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 I always go chocolate chip uh, in there. I, I, that's, to me, the, uh, the perfect flavor. So anyway, <laughs> we have Damon for a super limited time tonight, so we're going to start off with our random ride uh, and then, you know, do whatever else we could after that, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we have to, and if I'm sure you'll just go through the list and uh, tell us what you want to. Talk I have about, to bring up so. the list. I haven't even gotten it up yet. Oh so. my goodness! Okay. Well, while you you're spinning, get... while you're spinning, I can, I can. All right. Have a look. All right. Well, let's let's do that then. I feel like I want like more like a wheel of fortune kind of sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trevor. What, what right. do we got? We we got the Walt Disney World Railroad. Okay, is that? I mean, you know, I don't want to say that's not a ride. It is. Do, it is. is it the, is absolutely. It is a ride. It's a hundred percent a ride. Is the monorail and the Skyliner on the list of rides too? Or would yes. you have that? At, okay, that's part uh, of the population. Yeah, yeah they're included. Um, yeah, because the railroad was actually the first ride built in Disney World. That's true. Yeah, and Listen, it, it, it it was a ticketed ride too back in yeah. the day. So yeah, you, I think you guys know that this is one of my favorite things, and in fact. Mm-hmm. You those that have been listening to us a long time, the original logo for the show was based on the Walt Disney World Railroad logo, right? So the very the very first logo that we had, really long time ago. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so what you were saying is the first thing that they built? Yeah, yep. It was it was the first ride built in Disney World, so it was built before everything else. Um, obviously, it's gone through a bunch of changes over the world, or, or, or over the world over the over time since since uh, Disney World opened and uh, so i so i did some some reading on this and i i didn't know this obviously before we started looking Wait, how did you do, do reading about it wikipedia internet <laughs> well but how did you know if we just picked the ride <laughs> i mean he you know yeah. reads everybody knows you know the the <laughs> fake spinning thing is one oh thing, my but goodness it's all ruined now we ruined, do ruin the magic <laughs> we do we do spin the wheel though, but before the episode. So <laughs> I had I had a little bit of time oh as we were setting up here to the, go the reviews. The reviews we're going to get now. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, in the shows, scripted podcast. <laughs> okay, so so w- would you rather us not, you know, read up on the ride, you know, in the couple of minutes before the episode? <laughs> You'd rather us not know anything. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what were you saying? So, when you so the, the one thing that uh, I didn't realize was that the um, – so there's four locomotives that um, they actually were bought from a train yard in Mexico and oh. brought to Disney World. So so they went and scoped out these uh, – because the Disneyland ones were built from scratch and they realized that they didn't want to do that again. So – they went and they found the same size of locomotive in in Mexico and made a deal and had these locomotives shipped back to uh, Florida. And then they restored them 
into uh, into the the train cars that we have today, which um, the four that um, there's four of them, and two of them are one's named after Walt, one's named after um, his wife uh, Lillian. It's called the yeah. Lily Bell, and then there's the Roger E. Brogy, who um, Roger was he was he built the Disneyland and the Disney world railroad. So he was like overseeing these projects. So, so there's one named after him. And then the last one is named after Roy. So I I didn't realize the history that went into it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So Brogy was the head of, uh, of, of Mapo, which uh, for those that don't know what Mapo is, it's the Disney's machine shop basically. And uh, Mapo is short for Mary Poppins because they bought it and they paid for it with the proceeds from Mary Poppins. So it's called Mapo. So fun fact for everyone, if you didn't know that, <laughs> what? I said, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You know, of course that's why it's called Mapo. <laughs> so um so listen, I you know, and, and it's interesting. I did I, I think I've talked about this on the show before. I know I have, because I, I did the, the the train tour, right? I, I've loved trains since I was a kid. I, I'm a big train person. I, I just I love trains. And so for me, uh, I, it was really cool to do the tour where you actually get to go. You get to go to the roundhouse where they where they you know maintenance the trains. It's also where they maintenance the monorails. It's actually it's kind of cool because it's uh, the, they maintenance the trains on the bottom on the on the on the ground floor, and then they maintenance the the monorails on the top floor. <laughs> so it's like one building that does both, which is kind of cool. Um, but if you ever want to do that tour, it's, I highly recommend it. It's a really cool tour. Uh, and you get to see them do, uh, this thing where they, where they, uh, they light it up, right? So where they, they light up the, so there is a fire burning in it, but they burn diesel oil, right? So they're, they're not, um, they're not burning like coal or anything like that, but they're, uh, they are burning something. So, uh, it, it actually, they, to start it up, to, to get it, to get it going, they like light this ball on fire in their hand. And like it makes this really hot burning flame, and then they they throw it into the boiler. Uh, so, but I mean, these are real steam trains. <laughs> these are real steam trains. Go ahead, Trevor. What were you gonna say? Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just laughing at the idea of somebody lighting something on fire in their hand and then throwing it into the boiler. Well, so they were they're wearing a pretty heavy duty <laughs> yeah, fire glove, right? So still, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I, have yeah, pic- I have a picture of it. So yeah, yeah. It's I mean, yeah. These, these are you know. I guess this is something that. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say they get on Disney, but, you know, you know, people kind of go, oh, you know, Disney, everything's, um, you know, a show or there, there's an illusion or that they're simulating something. And I think this is one of the few things at Disney that is, you know, it's legitimate. Like, you know, they, they took the time to get these locomotives. They, they have actual engineers maintaining them, you know, running them as, you know, locomotives from like the early 1900s and whatnot, like, like steam trains. So it's, it's kind of cool that it's one of the, the more authentic things in, in the parks or which, I mean, there's lots of things that are authentic, but I, I think it's cool that these have stayed intact through um, you know, you know, there's opportunities along the way that they could have changed them out or they could have, you know, said, you know, we're no longer doing steam trains and gone to something else. Right. But these things, these things are classic. I, I, I would say iconic. Right. I mean, it's it's iconic of the parks. Right. It, it's it's I mean, it's honestly one of the things I think about 
all the time when I when I think about Disney. I think about that train being in Main Street Station when you walk in, you know? Like yep. it's just there's there's something about that that really kind of puts you in the place. And and by the way, a couple of these went through a complete overhaul. A couple of the engines went through complete overhauls while that while it was closed the past couple of years here. So um so a couple of them were I, I don't know if all of them were, but I mean they they've done re overhauls on on pretty much all of these at some point. <laughs> But I think uh, the Wal- the the Walter E. Disney one was just redone um, during the time that it was closed. So probably yeah. some overdue uh, just maintenance because because yeah, the thing is is that the, or I I guess they always have like two to three of them running on any given day, yeah. um, which you would think you know oh that means they can take these other ones and and do maintenance, but really you can't because if they if no. they're you know rotating them out every day or every other day having one down for an extended period actually kind of messes up their their cycle right so so yeah. you know it's it's not and yeah it's not easy to take apart a, a steam train so no no yeah. i i do have to say it was it was very cool actually going from the maintenance area onto the main tracks when i was when i did it you know did the tour like because they they bring you front you know you get to ride on and and start the day basically so you have to get there really early but um, it's very very cool uh tour and and it really neat to see how they like maintain these trains, uh and and you know what all the stuff that they do uh you know every day with them so yeah now but, I mean go ahead sorry okay I, I need to check my my memory here because it's been a long time since I've been on the the Disney World Railroad is there three or four stops uh I want to say let me think Main Street it stops in. Was it three? I think it's three, right? Is it only three? I think it's. I thought it was three. That's now you're making me question myself. <laughs> well, so, so here, here's yeah. So here's the problem, right? In Disneyland, there's four stops. There's yeah. um, Main Street, New Orleans Square, Fantasyland slash Toontown, and then Tomorrowland has a stop. In Disney World, is it Main Street, Frontierland, and then and then. Um, uh... Um, what do you call it? Why am I Mickey's Toontown Fair or, or Mickey's Circus? What? what yeah, it's it's that it's that it's yeah it's the I guess Storybook Circus. No, yeah, that's that's what. It, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of what the actual station is called. Uh, but then there, there's only three though. Yeah, yeah, I think there's only three. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there needs to be a fourth station. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's i feel like it's not long enough for a four station i don't know why but but disneyland is smaller and it has four stops i know it's yeah it's true uh it's a it's a fair point but yeah no oh, this, this just has been the most boring ride wheel ever what, <laughs> what do you mean the train is amazing uh, i don't know we were just talking about it as again you know before the show and i don't know how many times i've actually even rode this Really? Maybe like twice. I think my I think we, I was being told that like my dad wanted to go because he's a train person, so we rode it. Like must have been when I went with my parents, which was gosh, how many years ago? A long time ago. I don't ride this regularly. See, I think I, maybe I love only it. a few times. I love you it just for like I need to get off my feet for a little bit and just take a. Nice we don't spend that much time in Magic Kingdom. I think that's, that's why this ride for me, you know, maybe when the kids were younger, but I don't even really remember it that much then because it's like I want to go on real rides. Like, yeah, I, I definitely am of the mind that this is a ride, but yeah, nah, you never use it as a shortcut around the parks. 
Cause... Nah, we're not soft like that. We just troop We're bro. not soft like that. I, oh, I would call man. it inefficient more than soft. <laughs> yeah. So fine. I guess if you, if you don't want to optimize your, uh, your day. No, there's no way you, you can't. You can definitely walk faster than that train. Well, you got to get online to the train. Even if you time yeah. it perfectly, it's nah. You it takes 20 minutes to get around the entire circuit. That's what right? I'm saying. And there are three stations. There's Main Street, there's Frontierland, and Fanta- Fantasyland. It was called a Fantasyland. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, it takes 20 minutes to get around the whole circuit. So Yeah. I, I so just, you're saying like you said, could walk some... from Frontierland to Fantasyland in, in uh, you know, 10 minutes? Less than 20 minutes? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well that's, that's great, but then you're, the whole circuit, you know? then you're wasting a bunch of energy that you don't need to waste. That's true. <laughs> we got to save up that energy. <laughs> well, that's true. That's why I have to. That's why I have to leave the park at seven o'clock. Yeah. So all <laughs> yeah. so, that speed walking. I, I think there's something to be said for the efficiency of using the railroad to your advantage. I just find it a waste of time. I'm just gonna. That's how I'm just gonna put it out there. It's a waste of time. I don't consider it really a ride. Actually, I think that the train. Oh my goodness! I can. I can hear all the people being mad now, but the train at Dollywood. <laughs> you can hear them is, yelling is, at you. <laughs> I hear them yelling at me now mm-hmm. in the iTunes reviews when we get our threes and twos <laughs> and ones. The Dollywood train slaps over this one, though. Oh, my God. What? I, no. Just saying. I, I just <laughs> okay. know. <laughs> I haven't even That's been fine. on it. I, mean, I, do, I, can... I, I just, I, again, for me, if I'm in, in, if I'm in the park, like I'm spending my time somewhere else. I don't know. No, I mean, listen, it's not like. I, I don't, like I said, I don't know when I'm going back to Magic Kingdom, just in general. Yeah, I mean, what's well, there for me? I mean, you pre go pre, pre grandkids. Pre, um, I mean, listen, I'll go on Tron, but the problem is, again, as we kind of talked about, you're forcing me to go to a park that eh, I don't necessarily really need to go to. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll go on Tron. Go ahead, Trevor. What were you going to say? I mean, I was going to say, you know, that that's fine. If, you know, if that's Magic Kingdom's not your jam, that's fine. But for those of us that spend a lot more time in Magic Kingdom, the, the railroad is definitely um, a valuable – it's a valuable tool and also, you know, a great ride. It's a great Trevor's in between about it like ride. it's a bullet train between the, it's, <laughs> between it's, the it's, zones or something. No, no, it's, it's not. It's, not it's a bullet train. It, it's, yeah. it, it's, it, there are ways to – make use of it to just make your day all around better. And then, yeah, like, like Tom said, you know, it's, it's, it's nice sometimes just to sit down better than this train. I, I don't care actually about what other park you're talking about, because we're talking about the Walt Disney but, world railroad. But the I really the Walt not Disney interested. World railroad though. Like there's nothing like, like you're seeing things you already see. Well, kind of no, know what I'm saying. Like woods and, you know, yeah, but that that's not interesting. Like, I I feel like if it went and did like a little like loop in an area where there was not like something you couldn't see from in the parks, then that's that's a win for me. That's how to like upscale so, this ride. So what about like so like have you done the train at Animal Kingdom that takes you like that, backstage? Yes, and that one's cool. Okay. So you I like that one because you see something different. Yes. Like the, the one at Walt Disney World, it's like, why am I going on this? So I can sit down. I can sit down on a bench. I can sit down and eat. Yeah. Like there's nothing for me to see that I can't see some other place. And I think that's what the Animal Kingdom one does better. And that's what the other parks kind of do better is you're, you're letting me see something where it's like, oh, I can't see that unless I do the train. I mean, I don't do it for that reason, though. I do it because it's like relaxing, because it's a classic, because I like to hear the guy yell "All aboard!" You know, like it's it's just, a, just it's be a, in a restaurant eating some food or something instead. 
it's an ambiance thing to me. It's just it's like I don't know. I'm a train person in general, so yeah, maybe. Well, I'm just maybe that's what it is. That. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that's really with that. Because I think the Skyliner is cool, right? Like yeah. I, I could get down, but like I'd rather Skyliner than train because again, it's just a little different view. I don't know, not my vibe. That's, that's fair. I get it. Trevor, what were you gonna say? Uh, nothing. I had nothing okay. there. Okay. Now, if there was a super secret tunnel that you went through that had like. You know, mining now there is. Dwarfs now there is. Snoop, you go into Tron. Right. So, well, 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 let me yeah. tell you about the Disneyland Railroad because there is exactly that. <laughs> that, that sounds way better than. There's dwarves mining well, in, in one of the tunnels. There, there's a tunnel with dinosaurs that you can't see. It's exclusive to yeah, the railroad. Like you can't see. And it that's worth else. going on. So now you see why the, you know, <laughs> the Disney World one has to get a C plus, while you know other ones but, get you know A minus. I mean, there are some scenes though you, that you go by on the train. I mean, stop, Tom. <laughs> I'm just saying there are. They exist. Just stop, Tom. You get that view inside <laughs> of Splash Mountain, right? Like you get. <laughs> I mean, there's the the couple scenes with animals, there's uh, you right, know an well, animatronic have, here and there. I have four minutes to run through this whole thing now. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. Hurry I'm going to do speed, it. You're going to speed round us, okay? All right, I'm going to speed round even the listener questions. Pros and cons of buying resale versus direct. You always buy direct. How does having DVC points better your Disney experience? I mean, that's just. I mean, the pros are just the cost of you know, not having to worry about the cost of the hotel. I mean, I think that just gets better and better every year that it's out there. 50th anniversary celebration wrapping up. What do you think the highlight? I thought the castle, actually, I'm going to tell you, I think was a highlight. Low lights, I think, being too long. I think it was too long. <laughs> you got to, if it's the 50th, it's the 50th. It's, a, it's your it birthday, it's it a golden button. Yeah, it's, it's got to be the same thing as a golden button. Uh, with the new character, meet and greets, what, who would you like to see? I mean, obviously, gummy bears, that's easy. And they're there. We know they exist, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Chris, with the question we'll take on Jungle Cruise moment, why hasn't Jeremy been temp banned from the group? Yeah, that that is a tough one. I, I think that he might have to serve some time, if I yeah, feel like. Yeah, past weight li- listing experience. I mean, I've gotten all of mine except one. Um, I don't care where I stay anymore, so it doesn't even matter to me. So, like, wait list is not even a thing for me because I just don't care. If you're sharing your popcorn, how do you eat it? No whole handfuls. All right, the Disney cruises, the people that posted that cruise that was – um, Lighthouse Point and then Islands Castaway point. and then Lighthouse yeah. Point. Yeah, dude, that is the best cruise that ever existed. I feel <laughs> like I would love that. Um, unfortunately, it's at the same time my son's graduating, so I can't do that. But if I was to do another Disney cruise again, that would be exactly the one I would do. So I'm going to keep that in mind. That's um, a great idea. Yeah. It is a, is a great idea. But, you know, they're usually few and far in between and they fill yeah. up quick. That's the other problem. Uh, Animal Kingdom points. Yeah, I know it's cheap, but the problem is it's got less years on it, so I don't want it. Uh, there's our ad, blah, blah, blah. Tom says, DVC rental store, yada, yada, yada. Okay. <laughs> Random ride we did. Oh, 10 recent additions that make Memory Maker the best souvenir. I mean, I don't know if all 10 of them were good. I mean, I love Memory Maker, but I want a picture. Like, what? what why do I want all these, these crazinesses? Some of the pictures are kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, some of the pictures are kind of neat. And I will say the indoor photo studio at Epcot is a W because we love the one that was over in Disney Springs. I think it's like, it's almost like a, a free sitting at like Sears. Remember the Sears sittings or the JC Penney's? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's something yeah. like that. Um, concept art. Yeah. Don't care about that. Optional topic. Um, yeah. Don't care about that. And then Trevor wraps it up. Welcome home. At gmail.com. <laughs> you don't have to do and those parts. You know, hey, yeah. listen, I have to hit everything. So that's it. And look, I did it in two minutes. 
That's pretty. I cool. mean, you guys will probably talk for two hours. I feel like. Yeah, probably. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Funny so thing thanks. about podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> we have Amazing. To yeah. Some Amazing. Bye, David. Have, have a good night, David. <laughs> Uh, so the first thing I had on here, I, I wanted to do a little correction about the guaranteed week conversation we had last week because I kind of forgot. I'm not going to lie because, listen, I'm not a guaranteed week as- expert. It's not something I really think about all that often. But I did forget the point that you can opt out of the guaranteed week, meaning like if you buy a guaranteed week, you can opt out and then use the points elsewhere. Totally forgot about that. So, right. yeah, just wanted to make that clear to everybody because we made it sound like you have to go that week every year, which you don't. Um, you know, it is pre-booked for you and it's pre-set up for you and you do have to actually ask to opt out, opt out of it. But, you know, uh, you know, I think my point still, my feelings on it still stay the same as, as the, it's not, it's not that it's inflexible. It's just not, I don't know. It's an extra step. It's extra step. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, that's good that it's still flexible, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I I feel that that would get more annoying having to continually opting out of it every year instead yeah. of just going straight from okay, when am I going? Right. I have a hard enough time remembering to bank my yeah. points, so <laughs> if if I ever have any to bank, you know. So yeah, th- that's not going to be an issue for a while. For yeah, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't my issue for a long time, and then you know, uh, all of a sudden now we have all these points and I mean, we're, we're going to have a lot next year to use. Cause I, since we're not going to go this year. So, um, although my sister-in-law just called us and said that they were good, they were going. And now I'm like, man, they're going now. I want to go, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. when you hear somebody else is going, it's like, ah, I want to go though. So, so I guess it, uh, on that note, we, we've, uh, uh, or I have booked time for February of next year. Oh, nice. So, so we we have a, a trip planned for February, but that's still a long ways off. Um, you know, we're we're still eleven months out from that, and yeah, yeah, kind of like you is that I, you know I've been joking with my wife that it's like, hey, you know, I could figure out how to get on a plane down to Florida, and you know, you know, feasibly I could go anytime I want, except yeah. you know, fully understanding that it's a lot of money and and all that, but. Uh, yeah, I I get what you're saying. Is you know when you hear other people planning, it's like, could I swing it? I I, I yeah, bet I could. It's literally, get her, yeah. It's right? yeah, literally what I say to my wife. It's like, should we should we think about doing a trip? Like, you yeah. know? like even though we <laughs> we kind of know we just don't have the time for it this year because we were just so busy this this year. It's just not in the cards. But um, yeah. It's uh, it, it's it's funny how that how that happens. So, but I just wanted to put that out there because we do try to be correct about the things that we say. Yes. Uh, and I, I did see somebody mention it and I was like, ah, oh, I, I had a feeling we were missing something on that one, but um, just wanted to get back with that. So uh, Justin wants to know what are the pros and cons for buying direct versus resale? Also, if you rent DVC points, what perks, if any, do you get? So, I mean, it's easy to answer the second question. None. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you there don't. is no perks for renting other than, yeah. or actually, sorry, that's the, the perk of renting is that you're getting the cost to rent points. Yeah. If you figured out paying cash for a room, you could like, it's the difference between paying for a moderate or a deluxe resort. Yeah, so exactly. think of it like you're paying moderate prices or in that price range, but you're staying at a deluxe resort. Yeah. So I guess that's the perk of renting DVC points. Um, 
as far as what are the pros and cons of buying direct versus resale, um, I, I think the the biggest pro for or, or let's start with um, let's start with the resale pros, which is the biggest pros for resale is that it is cheaper. You, like yeah, the the, yeah. the same cost for direct right now, you can find, you know, and especially if you're patient, you you can find some pretty good deals resale that you can't you'll never find direct like like even with them offering discounts like they are on on animal kingdom and whatnot you you can always save more money by buying resale but then the con is is that you'll never get the perks that come with buying direct which um whether or not those those are valuable um that's entirely up for debate and and that changes over time right like the because the perks that they offer for for direct there's there's certain things that are you know previous you know we talk about blue card you know for i guess anybody new that's coming into this there used to be what was called the blue card which is now it's a virtual thing you don't physically get a card anymore um but I will yeah there, there was certain They'll have to pry it from my cold dead hands. <laughs> right. I, I still have my blue card. I'm not, I'm not getting rid of it, but it, yeah, no. I just, you know, don't take it with me anymore. Um, yeah. yeah, but, but so like, yeah, the blue card perks, um, they're, you know, they, they change their, their incidental things. Like I, I remember we, we actually got, we got a discount on our annual passes um, or we, we back when they were, you know, gold or platinum, gold, silver, we got uh, a platinum annual pass for the cost of a gold pass, which, you know, that was, that was pretty big at the time. Um, But right now they're not doing anything like that. So, you know, you know, the pros of buying direct is you may be able to take advantage of things like that, but there's no guarantee around it. And then, you know, the other thing about buying direct as well is, you know, lately what Disney's been doing is like, if you're buying Riviera, you can use your Riviera contract anywhere, whereas if you bought a resale Riviera contract, you can only use it at Riviera. So, um, yeah. So it's it really it really depends on your situation as to what the pros and cons are, I guess, or, or how important yeah. the pros or cons are to your what you're doing. And, and I, you know, so I I think it breaks down to this, right? For direct, right? The the perks that you get that are fairly consistent, right? discounts on merchandise sometimes and dining uh the lounge and moonlight magic right like those yeah. are the, those are the main perks and the occasional random dvc member event that they do right uh, but look at it this way though too right so as trevor was saying i you know i just pulled up dvc resales uh page and they have their average resale prices right so in february base average resale price if you wanted to buy animal kingdom if you bought it direct it would be 210 per point if you bought resale is 122 per point i mean it's yeah. <laughs> 42% savings i mean so and i mean alani's even bigger 217 to 106 you know i think the biggest one in here is probably vero but don't buy vero um, <laughs> but boulder ridge i mean 48% savings you know 215 versus 112 i mean you can really save a, i mean even saratoga 205 to 106 I mean, you could save so much money by doing resale. Yeah. And, and and so if the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. 
the thing, so, you know, um, for anyone listening, you know, Tom kind of said, you know, don't buy Vero. So the thing is, is people get fixated on, (laughs) on the price per point, which, you know, you definitely, you can save a bunch of money on the initial purchase, but don't, don't ever forget about the annual dues cost. And this is something you can look up, you know, you know, look at, look at the different resorts, look at how, how much dues are years, year over year, because that will be something that you will be paying for as you you have this contract. If if you end up buying somewhere where you know you get the points for really cheap, but the dues end up being you know way more expensive than any other place, over time you're gonna you know a- any savings you had will just go away because you're paying it yeah. dues basically. So so you know we're talking about you know the difference in, in points for direct versus resale the consistent thing though whether you are buying direct to resale is that on those contracts you are paying dues so yeah. it doesn't matter whether it's direct or resale you're still paying the same dues at the end of the day so make sure you look into that too if you are you know looking at contracts yeah and and just to go to the next question cuz it's related kevin says how does D- having dvc points better your disney experience you know for me and I've talked about this many, many times on the show, right? In in uh, this was a sales tactic by the my advisor that was trying to sell this, but you know she called it vacation insurance, which it is, right? So like it mm-hmm. it like guarantees us a vacation, like and we're we're prepaying for it, right? But I I think the biggest thing is like you get to stay at really nice resorts. <laughs> like I mean, it's it, it definitely spoils us, you know, how nice the places that we get to stay are. I mean, and and you know we're in the long run we're saving you know, from, from what we would pay in cash. And so, and also there's just, there's a certain, like, it's going to sound bad. This is, this is for the monocle crowd, I guess is, is, uh, is like, you, you feel kind of like you're part of the club, right? It's the vacation club. You feel, I don't want to say special. Cause then it makes it it's sound VIP, like VIP, right? Yeah, it, it, it is. feels yeah. a little VIP. Yeah. It does. It feels like you're, you're God, it just, I don't want, it sounds so bad <laughs> to say that you feel special and everyone else is, you know, you know, lame. <laughs> We've got all the cool stuff, <laughs> but yeah, it's, no. But I mean, it's, it's, it's like you you know something that other people don't know. Even even though you're all at Disney and you're all having the same yeah trip, you, you know, you're all you're all experiencing the same place. It's like you kind of know, yeah. It, it, you know it's hard, something it's hard to that describe, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you know something that other people don't know. You know, Disney Vacation Club. It feels it feels almost like. It's not a secret, but but it feels like a secret or or like, you know, you know, most of these people have no idea that that, you know, you can you can come here for way cheaper than than you think, you you know, you know, most people just pay rack rates for for rooms, but, you know, differently. Right. (laughs) That that's what it is. It almost feels more personal in a way. You know what I mean? Like you're Mm. when, when you're staying at like, you know, a DVC specific resort, it's like. I don't know. It's just a different feeling there, right? It's 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 you know they say welcome home, and obviously the the podcast is called Welcome Home, but it is like that. It's it's like you're home away from home. Like you were talking about vacation insurance, yeah. Um, like I I guess that's something that people don't think about, or, or the, like you know the whole thing about DVC is that you know we bought into it years ago, and and actually this goes back to you know last week we were talking about we were looking at the cost of. Um, rooms at Disneyland, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know the, the the whole thing about like like it's not just you know making sure that you take a vacation every year, but it's like people don't realize that you know if you bought in those points you know five years ago, 
how quickly <laughs> the the cost of rooms has been changing, it keeps it far more um it's far more sustainable to like keep taking vacations back to Disney versus, you know, hoping that you can afford to stay at Disney one year or another. Right. Like it's yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't think people quite realize how valuable that is. Um, it, like it's, it's a huge pro that, that isn't really talked or they, they don't talk about because they can't, you know, you know, it's hard to like crystal ball this stuff. Right. Like, and even, yeah. even, you know, talking with your DVC reps, you know, they'll, they'll say, you know, it's, it's good to kind of, you know, make sure you're taking those vacations. But the part that they don't mention is, you know, Hey, the cost of these, resorts is always going up and if you don't you know if if you didn't have dvc you know i I don't know about you but i would definitely not be going to disney every year like it's it's very yeah it's so underrated like it's so yeah it's so not understood or i guess not uh not um, not obvious to people outside of DVC. Like obviously for those of us who are into DVC, we kind of know this and, and we're like, yeah, of course, you know, why would I not go to Disney every year when I have the opportunity? But, you know, when you try to explain to someone outside of it because they go like, oh, you know, I wouldn't want to go to Disney every year. And it's like, mm, I, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. One, one, you don't have to. And two, like, you know, you, you'll pay the same amount of money for, um, just a hotel somewhere like, like, you oh, know, yeah. I, I want to go to like, you know, somewhere in Mexico and it's not even like any, and, and, you know, it's not like, it's not like, you know, going to a, a hotel in Mexico is bad, but it's like you will pay for a hotel and y- it, it'll be not at Disney world, but somehow you'll tell yourself that it's like, Oh yeah, you know, this is, this is fine. Whereas, you, you know, if you'd spent some money on a timeshare, um, and sorry, I'm, I'm I'm kind of going all over the place here, but, um, you know, this goes back to I was actually talking with um, my financial advisor about this because when I explained it to him, even he said like, you know, this is somebody who does like financial planning for people. He was like, oh, you know, this kind of or the way that they've structured this timeshare is very unique in that you know it is just continually getting better and better as time goes on, um, like don't take that for granted. Like, like even he was like, you know, don't, you know, if I had that, I would definitely be making use of it. Right. Like it's, it's so underrated. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's also the piece too. Like I, the trip I did last year in October, the eight days, well, I think it was eight nights we spent. It was eight nights, seven, uh, nine days that we spent at animal kingdom Savannah view. Right. Would have cost cash. In this two bedroom, because there's a two bedroom, it would have cost eighteen thousand dollars, <laughs> right? I did not pay eighteen thousand dollars, right? I, I mean, I did when I bought my contracts, right? But this is just one of the many vacations I've taken on the contracts that I've already paid for, you know, that yeah. are, are are just already paid for. They're already done, and you know, so really, what that did for me for this trip was I had a whole bunch of other money, you know, freed up for going to nice dinners and going to character meals and buying whatever merchandise we wanted, you know, and, and doing experience. Like it frees you up for other things almost, you know, and, yeah. and listen, DVC is not for everybody, but it's, it's definitely, there is a lot of benefit to it. So anyway, we should keep going here. We got yeah, a lot. Of let's, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So Dan says, um, yeah, with the 50th anniversary wrapping up next week, um, what do you think the highlights and the lowlights lowlights were from the event? I'd love to hear 
um, your personal thoughts, memories, and also thoughts on the event overall. Um, hmm. Highlighted Spaceship Earth with the lights on Spaceship Earth. It's my favorite thing they've done in like the past 10 years. <laughs> was that for the 50th that they did? It was, that? Yeah, it was, but it's okay. permanent still. It's it's so they did it for the 50th, but they made it. It's, they made it like a permanent offering. So, right. OK, yeah. Uh, OK, yeah, actually, yeah. I, yeah, I think that was definitely a highlight. I'll, I'll agree with you there. Um, I mean, the, the castle was nice. The, the, uh, and I actually, I've already said this before, you know, one of the lowlights was the, the merchandise was so over the top. Like it was get with you on that one. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it choked out them doing anything else creative or interesting. And, and, you know, it got to a point where, um, you know, in this last year, I, you know, I was lucky I got to go uh, a couple of times. You know, we went for the meetup and then we went in November and it, it really, it really limited, um, the, like usually I will buy souvenirs, like, you know, whether it's shirts or, you know, Hey, this was cool or like, like just, just, you know, always looking for stuff. I, I found that because of how much 50th merchandise it was and the fact that it was, it didn't matter where you went. Like, like, you know how usually you would hit up different, uh, different yeah. shops throughout the parks and you're like, Oh, you know, what kind of, you know, you know, there, there's always like a couple of things. It seems like in every park and, and in every shop where it's like, Oh, you'll only see this in this place or it'll be like, you know, in this one shop and maybe somewhere in Disney Springs, but, but there was always like different things. And what I found was that we stopped going into shops after a little while because it was like every shop, it was like, Oh, here's just the, the barrage of 50th stuff. Mm. Right. And it, it got so repetitive that it, it made me dislike, it made me dislike the 50th, I think more than I should have maybe but that's fair that's fair but it just yeah it like it it felt like they just went too hard in on the 50th merchandise which i get also why they did it because it stops people from um ebaying it because you know that's that's always a thing where you know people oh you know it's a it's a limited time thing and and i'm sure they overdid it to make sure that you know there was no excuse as to why you couldn't get this merchandise but i just I'll be glad when they go back to offering different things and, you know, kind of finding a reason to hit up different shops because yeah, this, this last trip, I, I found that I found that there was no reason to go anywhere after you'd gone into the Emporium on main street, because you kind of saw what was being offered gotcha. and that was it. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I spaceship earth for me was, is one of my favorite things ever. And I love that they keep changing it, right. That they keep changing the show up uh, for different events. And I, it's, it's just awesome. I, I just, I love what they did there. So I think it's my favorite thing. Another Dan, I don't know which one, yeah. honestly, I don't know <laughs> who the first Dan was that asked this. I, I forgot to put less initials in there. Uh, so with new character meet and greets like Pete and Figment coming up this summer, what meet and greet would you like to see? I think with Disney 100, they should bring an Oswald the Lucky Rabbit to Disney World. I agree. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter would love to see a giant turning red panda meet. I, actually, I think they have that at one of the Asian parks. I think I want to say Shanghai uh, that they're doing uh, a turning red one. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that'll be one of those things that makes it over to the States. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I would love to see Oswald. I think that's a great that's a great idea. 
I, I really can't think of one. I mean, Figment would be my one, right? Like Figment's the one I'm excited about. So yeah, I mean, and that's coming. So I, yeah, I'm going to go with Figment. Now I know Damon briefly mentioned earlier about gummy bears, but that that's a returning meet and greet, right? Because there, there was What's gummy the bears. Yeah. yeah. Th- th- you could meet the gummy bears in Disneyland for a brief time. Okay. Um, I think Darkwing was another one that Darkwing shows up. I feel like at special events sometimes. Though, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Dar- like, yeah this mean, is Darkwing and Launchpad. So yeah. Darkwing and La- Launchpad show up at, at special events sometimes. So it just, it could just kind of depends on the event. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do you know I want Baymax back. Can we get Baymax back. Baymax was yeah. an awesome meet and greet, man. That was I, I, an yeah. awesome one. I liked Baymax. Do you know what would be a weird meet and greet? <laughs> what? <laughs> Gravity Falls. I was thinking about that. I mean, yeah. Are you saying though they do it with face characters or they do? No, it no, no. It, it, it would have to. It, it would have to be like the mascot characters because the way that they're drawn, that you wouldn't do face characters. You can't do face characters. Or they're yeah. kids. You can't find kids to. Yeah. Yeah, but but then but then it would be like those like weird like big head. Yeah. You know what though? Grunkle San has a pretty big head. I feel like you could yeah. do it. Like you could do Grunkle San and Seuss pretty easily. I feel like, and it not be weird. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like you couldn't do Dipper and Mabel. You have to do, you'd have to do a stand and, uh, and Seuss, right? Or maybe like Bill. Like, yeah, well, yeah, Bill would be a good one actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, it would be, that'd be, I mean, it'd be cool. I would, I'm, I'm down. Do it. Yeah, that I said it would be an odd one, but I I would definitely be interested to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this next one takes a little bit of explaining, especially if you're not in our group. So Chris says, with such a questionable take on the Jungle Cruise moment, why hasn't Jeremy been temp banned from the group? So I think last week we talked about the one of the questions was most overrated feature of a ride, yeah. and Jeremy posted in the group that the most overrated feature of the of a ride is the Jungle Cruise falls. The backside uh, of water. The backside of water. Yeah. And I was, what I don't understand is like, that's the joke, Jeremy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the whole thing is that they hype it up and it's just water. That's the joke. It's overhyped on purpose. Yeah. I, I, and that's, <laughs> that's the hard part is, you know, you know, the, the joke itself is meta. Yeah. And it's meant to be corny. It's meant to be overhyped and all that kind of stuff. But then, and I said this to him in, in the group is, you know, I can kind of see both sides of it is, you know, it's a deliberate overhyping, but maybe some people also take it too seriously is like, you know, this is the best ride ever because they make yeah, this yeah. joke and whatever. Um, so I, I, I can kind of see his point, but at the same time, it's still the jungle cruise and don't mess with it. So he's, he's wrong. He's just, yeah. Wrong. So, th- so there's that <laughs> you're banned. Jeremy, you're yeah. banned. Um, <laughs> we never banned anyone from the group. So. <laughs> Trevor, do you know what this second word is here? Can Cody's. you? I, I think it's supposed to be you. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> so Cody asks, "Can Yin speak a little bit about about your past weightlifting experience?" Now, Cody, I'm going to guess you're from the Pittsburgh area. So, Trevor, in the in the Pittsburgh area, there's a term called Yin's, and uh, Yin's means kind of like it's a derivation of like you all or y'all. Okay. It's, but it's Pittsburghese for 
you got are. it. <laughs> it's okay. a very it's very specific to Pittsburgh. So it's there's no way that Cody is from anywhere but Pittsburgh. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a I mean and I listen, I lived in that area, so I and I we have a lot of family in the Pittsburgh area, so I, I know this very very uh very very closely. Like it's a it's something I, I I'm very aware of. So it's it's just kind of funny to me that somebody I I very rarely see people actually use it. It feels like more of a mythical thing than an actual thing that people do. But there you go. There it is right there in print. So I, I had no idea. I thought it was just a typo, but okay. Good that's why I wanted to explain it to you because it's right. not a, I mean, I bet most of our audience don't even, doesn't even know. So, um, so Cody said, my wife's son and I have a split stay trip planned for mid September, 2023. We have old Key West booked waitlisting Polly, then Boulder Ridge, then waitlisting Riviera. This is our first time waitlisting. And I was pleasantly surprised to learn that when I waitlisted, the current reservation wasn't canceled. Well, you can have the option for it to be canceled, Cody, just so you know. Um, it, it will only cancel if the wait re- waitlisted reservation becomes available. Maybe I should have known this, but I'm hoping this may help some other DVC owners and listeners who may not be aware of this. I will tell you, so I've gotten waitlists before, but I've also had better luck just stalking the availability on the website, right? Like yeah. just constantly going on. Like I would just, if I'm looking for something in particular, I would go on the website 10 times a day, at least, you know, just log in at different times and just check because the wait list does take a little bit longer, right? It's not like immediate. So like you can catch some things sometimes that fit what you're looking for uh, if you just go and check, right? Yeah. And, and I know, so I, I guess let's start by talking about, or, you know, he asked us about our past waitlisting experiences. So um, kind of like you, uh, so I had a trip I want to say it was like 2018 or something like that, where um, I dropped the ball on booking my room initially. And so we had planned to do, um, uh, or like we, we were staying at the poly obviously, but we were trying to get a Lakeview room. But um, And this was kind of, you know, this was still fairly early in us having DVC. And I didn't think about, or, or I, I figured it would be easy to, you know, flip back and forth between a standard and a Lakeview room, not thinking about the fact that, you know, Lakeview rooms are far less than the standard room. So, so it actually can be hard to get them the closer or the further you get along. So what I ended up doing was, uh, I had, um, I had the standard room booked for a couple of nights and then I had like one or two nights of the Lakeview room and then it was back to the standard room like it, it was all broken up right and it was like if if we had left it the way it was we would have been hopping between different rooms of the resort throughout the the trip which obviously wasn't ideal so when i called member services and, and i said you know i wanted to waitlist these lakeview rooms because we want you know we wanted to try and get the whole trip as a single lakeview room um yeah you know you know what he's talking about here is you know that's where i kind of learned about um, you can have your bookings and then you can do a, a wait list. And the way it works is that it will, as long as you have the points to do it, um, if your wait list becomes available, it will automatically cancel the current room you have and then book yeah. the wait list room. So, um, so we ended up doing that and, and it, and the way it turned out was, yeah, there, it was like, I, I had two different wait lists and they came in at different times. So it was like one week I got a notification that, you know, these couple of nights have been filled. And then later on, I got another notification that the last few nights have been filled. So it was, it was interesting to watch because yeah, it was, 
like you, you kind of think about it or like what you're talking about is, you know, if you really want to get what you want, your best bet is to just keep looking at the site and wait for something to come up. Because the thing about what I did, if, um, there was a good chance that I could not have gotten those rooms. And the thing about the wait list is, you know, you know, when the rooms come available, DVC, they, this isn't, or when I say it was an automatic thing, it was automatic in the system and that it let them know that, you know, these things were supposed to happen, but it still required somebody making the change. The thing is, is that a lot of times things will pop up and, um, it, it doesn't necessarily fit the entire wait list, but it, it, you know, if I was really worried about it, I could have been looking at the site and like grabbing individual room nights as they came up. So like, instead of waiting for a three day wait list to come available, if there was like two days available, I could have gone in and gotten those two days and flipped them over. And then my wait list would have just become a single day. So there is, you know, trusting the system is definitely good. Like it, it's good that you can kind of set things up. And as long as, you know, as long as the, the appropriate days come through, you'll get what you want. But, you know, kind of to what Tom was talking about, if you really want to get what you want, your best bet is to actually look at the site and, you know, keep refreshing it. And maybe, um, I don't want to call it, I guess it's sniping maybe. <laughs> is that okay? Would, would that be the right term? Is you know, maybe, like, like, yeah. like snipe the days that you want or, or, you know, you know, kind of like fill in the days as you go. And then eventually you'll get the full reservation that you want. But, um, the system itself won't do that. Like you actually have to manually go in and pick the days that you want. Yeah. Like if you do a wait list for an entire week, it's not going to give you a day at a time. It's only going to give it to you if the entire week's available. Right. So like, I think every trip I've ever taken, I've pieced together like a couple days at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I've like, I've, I've gone on the availability and it's like, Oh, Tuesday through Thursday is available. Boom. Booked. And then, Oh, here, Friday's now available too. And then I just book them all separately. And then you could just call member services and they can just combine all those different reservation numbers into one. Yeah. It just, and I've done that so many times. It's just, it's the easiest way I think. I mean, waitlist is great, but I'm not, maybe I'm not patient enough to wait for a waitlist. I don't know. We don't, we don't, we're not scheduled really far ahead of time people, right? Like we almost always schedule like five, six months out at the most. So. Yeah. I, I think the thing is, you know, like, yeah, for, for you, like what you're saying is, you know, you have something very specific that you're after and it's kind of a, you, you have the first booking as, you know, bare minimum will get, you know, this reservation, but what I really want is this other reservation. That's why you're kind of going through and, and, you know, grabbing the days as you can. Right. Um, I kind of see it the other way though, where it's like, um, so, so like what Cody's saying here is it's like, you know, Hey, you have, you have a Boulder Ridge booked and you're waitlisting Riviera. And and I guess it, it kind of depends on what, how you're, you're perceiving the trip is it's like, you know, Hey, I'm fine with staying at Boulder Ridge or Riviera and just kind of waiting to see what happens. Um, I think, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot less stress because then, then you're also not, you know, spending all of your time hunting the site for, for these rooms. It's kind of a, if, if this comes up great, but otherwise we'll be staying at wilderness lodge, right? Like, like I, I can see both ways. I, you know, you know, one is definitely getting exactly what you want. And the other one is more, um, a little more laid back and kind of just, you know, rolling with it. But um, you know, both ways are perfectly viable ways to do waitlisting sure. and, and booking rooms. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So Princess KDS, if you aren't sharing your popcorn, uh, you've got your own container of popcorn. How do you eat it? Are you a piece by piece person or a whole handful? A whole handful kind of slob. I'm sorry. I should have very specifically whole handful kind of slob. Hmm. You know, I feel like when I'm eating popcorn, I like it varies, right? Like sometimes I'll like throw a whole handful in my face. Sometimes I'll get bored and throw a piece in the air and catch it on my tongue. You know, like, yeah, (laughs) I I don't know. Just depends. I I think I, I never go single piece by piece. I'll, I'll usually grab a couple at a time, but I won't like grab a whole handful and like try and, you know, shove, like shove it, it all in your mouth. mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't do that either. Really. I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, but I also, usually don't do one piece at a time though. That's, yeah, that's like, I'm not patient enough to do one piece at a time. Like I still yeah. want popcorn now. So yeah, it's usually like a small handful at a time. Have I ever talked? I, I don't love popcorn. <laughs> really? I, so I would like popcorn if it wasn't for like the, uh, the, what is it? The hulls? Or the, is it a hull or a husk? I don't yes. know. Whatever it is. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I just hate like they get stuck in my teeth or like, I just, uh, I don't like anything that like really I have to do a lot of work for afterwards <laughs> <laughs> or during for that matter, during that, you know, like right. everybody I see that eats like any sort of like, uh, you know, um, like a lobster or like crab or whatever. And it's like, it looks like a lot of work for not a lot of reward, <laughs> but I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I find, I mean, popcorn something that, uh, or well, we, we have, uh, or I don't know. Um, I guess kernels is kind of everywhere. Or do you guys yeah. have kernels popcorn? What is that? Oh, so well, it's it's a so there's a place here. I, I'm sorry. I guess I assumed it was in the states as well. Um, so so there like you can get different seasoned popcorn. So like you can get like like uh you can get salt and vinegar. You can get dill pickle. Like like kind of a lot of the same flavors that you get for chips, but you get them on popcorn. So like I'll I'll do like salt and vinegar popcorn. I won't just do straight popcorn i guess is the thing apparently they do have it here i'm just not aware of it so okay yeah. <laughs> all right well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do like kernels popcorn okay uh, i i don't do plain popcorn let's uh let's go ahead and do our ads we got a lot of other stuff to talk about and we're like like way over at this point <laughs> all right uh this week is dvc rental store uh dvc rental store is a world of dvc company that offers magical vacations at an incredible value. Save up to 60% off retail rates at premium Disney resorts. DVC Rental Store now includes deposits as low as 25% at the time of booking and a built-in cancellation policy for every reservation. As always, uh, DVC Rental Store pays out the most to members looking to rent their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 382-7368. When you talk to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you, or if you're filling out the form on the website, uh, make sure you um, tick the box for us in the dropdown. There you go. Yeah. Do the dropdown. <laughs> Do the dropdown. Pick us. Yeah, pick us, no matter what. Uh, so we have a couple pieces of DVC news here, um, and I know you're not really into cruising, so we can, yeah. go, we can blow through this real fast. But uh, there's two DVC cruises planned for next year. One of them is in Europe which cool it goes for out of spain and uh goes to italy and uh france and then back to spain so that's pretty cool and then uh mm-hmm. then there's the one that damon talked about briefly before which is a uh, island only one so private island only where you'd leave out of fort lauderdale go to lighthouse point 
go to Castaway Key, go to Lighthouse Point again, and then go back to Fort Lauderdale. Which, you know, kind of sounds like fun. <laughs> I would I would like that. Um, but again, I also wanted to mention, uh, so DVC is doing some interesting incentives for Animal Kingdom points, which is yeah. kind of weird. I, I don't know I, why. <laughs> I, I think they bought up a bunch of points um, previously, Maybe. and I think they're trying to get rid of them now. Try to offload them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a limited time, new developer incentives offer steep reductions to the standard 210-point rate. Uh, so the starting pr- price of 196 per point is what they're selling for direct. And that's if you get down to 200 points, it's 183 uh, per point, which is uh, a full $22 per point cheaper than grand Floridian and 26 less than Riviera. So, but still not resale, still not as good as resale. So true. Um, but it, you know, back to what we were talking about earlier, where if you want to get um, perks for direct, this might be a, a good window of opportunity to get in because, yeah. you know, you will save on, on direct, but uh, like, like you said, you know, it's, it's, it'll never be as cheap as resale. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, you can you can get in at Animal Kingdom cheaper than anywhere else right now. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. Just it's just interesting. It almost feels like a test to me. Like they're like testing out if they can offload some of these contracts um, at a cheaper rate. I don't know if they're just trying to like compete with with uh, resale. I I don't know. It, it's interesting though. I I have to wonder if you know because the, if they're holding on to these contracts. Um, that means people aren't using them, right? Aren't buying them? Yeah. Yeah. So so it may make sense that they may have figured that there was going to be more demand for them. And now that there hasn't been, you know, obviously with the way the last couple of years went, um, I have to wonder if they're they're just trying to get them out on the market, you know, meaning people actually using them because even if they're selling them for, for less than than other places – it's far more valuable for them to have the contracts sold, you know, people paying dues on them also, you know, making use of them. So, you know, coming to the resort, spending money, all that kind of stuff. I, I feel like there's, there's a much larger equation at play here than just the, uh, the price per point. Yeah. 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 I would agree. So, uh, so the next thing here is, is one I put on specifically for you, Trevor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I guess Damon too, but Damon's gone already. Uh, so, uh, the, it's been revealed and actually you mentioned this, uh, a couple, uh, actually last show or two shows ago about how, uh, the new merchandise for Tron is kind of tying in a little bit into the game that's coming out. And, and now we know when the game is coming out, which is, what is it? April 11th. Yes. On Switch. Uh, I thought it was and Switch PC. and PC. Switch, yeah. Switch and PC, yeah. Yeah. So it's the Tron Identity game. So I mean, is this a game that you're going to get? I mean, are you interested in this? Yeah, for sure. It's, um, the the thing about it is, it's kind of um, it's a um, it's a visual storytelling game. So so it's very dialogue heavy, and it's kind of it's almost like a choose your own adventure book, I guess for for those that had those growing up. Um, yeah, and the thing is, like for me, I'll I'll play it because I like the uh, I like the the world of Tron and like the story and the lore and everything. So um, this is just going to um, I don't expect it's going to be a super long game, but uh, you know, it's just further expanding the, the Tron universe, right? And then, yeah, obviously, um, you know, they're they're um, 
they're finding their ways to to integrate it with the the stuff they're selling in the park. So it's kind it's kind of amazing to me that they're really like coordinating these two things together so well, right? That they're coordinating the game uh, and the ride almost at the same time. Which I mean, it's uh, Disney's amazing at synergy and and at utilizing the different lines of business to promote each other. Uh, and, and so it's just kind of just kind of cool that they do this kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it, it kind of goes with their whole um the the overall philosophy like we, we've talked about this before where, where you know Walt Disney had this vision of you know you know the parks influence the movies influence TV like everything everything all has an effect on everything else right and, and now obviously with games coming into the mix you know I, I I'm glad that that Disney they're not ignoring gaming as as a, a medium anymore like like yeah. they, they tried years ago but um didn't go <laughs> yeah yeah the, the the some of the studios they had like like even uh even the the lucas arts studios like lucas arts did some good stuff but some of the some of the disney stuff was not great like that yeah so yeah ho- hopefully disney um hopefully Disney gets this right enough. Like I'm not expecting it to be like, you know, game of the year or anything, but um, you know, it, it should definitely scratch that itch for, for anyone that's a Tron fan. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I don't have much else to say about that one. So if you want, we want to go to the memory maker thing here. So, um, you know, like Damon kind of went uh, through a lot of this, but um, you know, so there's some new videos that they've added. I actually like the videos. I, I know you can't really, do a lot with them afterwards but i will say you know there's been a handful of times that we've been talking with you know a friend or family member that went to disney with us where we had gone on like seven dwarves and something funny happened and we pulled up the video and had a good laugh you know what i mean like so yeah like i I think that they're still useful and in a lot of ways i do really like them uh and i I do think it's cool that they're doing uh more of them you know yeah i think um like yeah, you know, same as you is, you know, whenever I come back from a trip, you'll you'll have like those videos. And the thing I always like doing is, you know, people that haven't been to Disney, you know, you know, you'll they'll ask, you know, oh, how was your trip? And you start, you know, describing something that's like, oh, here, let me show you a video of the ride or what we did. And then when you show them that, you know, they're showing pictures is one thing. But when you show them a video and especially, you know, because Disney does a good job of like, you know, kind of you know, making the videos a little bit extra. Like there's always yeah. effects and whatnot. There's effects you know, you, and music and like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, you know, even when you like, even when it's just, you know, showing a coworker on your phone, they go, Oh, like, like it's, it's a difference between like, Oh yeah, here's a picture. Oh, that's cool. Versus, Oh wow. That was, you know, that's really cool how they did that. So. Yeah. And yeah. so the new things that they announced is, so there's some new, uh, photo pass video memories that they, they posted on here. There's uh one of those tiny world shots, which I've never done one of those. I don't know why it's just, I've never been able to find where they are. <laughs> I feel like, um, cause they have, they've had them before they had them at Epcot and at, uh, I feel like at Hollywood studios, they did one, but I feel like I've never mm-hmm. been able to actually see one. Yeah. I think, um, it's kind of the same problem as the uh, the zoom in zoom out shots, right? The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like you, you have to kind of know which PhotoPass photographer has it. Yeah, like and, you need to know where it is. Like, and I've just yeah. never somehow stumbled upon it. You know, like 
I don't know. How have I never stumbled upon it? Although looking at it, so so um, yeah, looking at the picture now, they're they're showing the. um, it's like a weird little orb thing for the the yeah. tiny world. So you you have to be looking around for for that thing, I guess, if you want to <laughs> you want to get one of these photos. Look for the orb with the phone attached to it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I so they also mentioned here too an indoor photo studio at Epcot. Uh. So over at uh, the Norway Pavilion, so you can have like you know. You can do like studio photo kind of things. There's the Disney Springs one. They also mentioned here to return to dining locations. So that's that's cool. Uh, photographers at Chef Mickey's, Cinderella's Royal Table, and uh, Storybook Dining at uh, Artist Point. So that's Good. great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's the, one of those weird things that was still kind of not – that was missing, you know. Yeah, the Storybook Dining one, we, we actually had a really good um, – interaction with that because it's you know you get the photo but you also get like a little bit of a character meat out of it as well and that one in particular the the evil queen is just hilarious like it, it's oh, yeah. just such a fun character so yeah you see I, this tra- sorry go ahead i, I was gonna say I, I hope i hope they do more of that like, like they start figuring more of that out for other um other uh dining yeah, yeah. locations yeah yeah watch this Tron video is crazy. If this is like what it really looks like, this is amazing. Like, Hold on, let me, yeah. I like it's, I mean, usually mm-hmm. those videos are all grainy and like, this looks really good. And the, the picture looks really good too. Amazing what they can do when they actually pay for decent cameras for taking these photos. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously though. Like that looks incredible. Like, I think the thing is too, is it's a lot easier to control on Tron yeah. because where the, uh, the photo op is happening is entirely indoors. Yeah. It's, it's interesting though. Cause they have everybody like frozen in one position, you know? Yeah. So, like it's almost like they stitch together a bunch of just like the, the single photos, you know, that they take, that they take of it. But like even the single photo looks really clear considering you're, you know, accelerating to 60 miles per hour very quickly. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, people just look like they're stuck because I, I think that's during the launch, which is a yeah. pretty fast. So, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't think you're getting a lot of reaction out of people at that point. I'd, I'm just saying it looks really cool. I, I think that that's a really good photo. Um, I also, they're talking about the two that they have, a uh, uh, props, uh, for near Tron lights, light cycle run too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what is that a prop? Uh, the identity disc. Yeah. Yeah. The disc. Yeah. 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 So you can use that and then just some more magic. Oh, the one magic shot with the identity disc too, like above your head glowing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. I don't think. Number yeah, the rest of them are all are actually oh I guess there is the uh the photos at Bibbidi Bobby Boutique as well which is well and cool. and fairy t- and and fairy tale photos and, and enchanted tales with Belle I mean that's I'm glad that that location's reopening and I I think it's a great place for pictures so so these are all reasons to get to, or I guess so these are all photo pass things would this yeah be would that be part of Genie Plus then it would be I think right or is it yeah. only are they only including the ride photos or are they, I forget. What was the one where they were only doing the ride photos? I thought that was only if you did like a, a lightning lane, you got that ride photo. Is that what I it thought, is? Yeah. Okay. I might be wrong about this. Um, I know I'm, I'm like forgetting now. <laughs> well, cause they keep changing. This is the problem, right? They, they've, they've made so many changes to it that it's very hard to keep track of what's what. 
right? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Now I got to look this up though to find out because I'm just I'm forgetting completely. So, uh, but as we do that, let's talk about this uh, article. The concept art. So a former Imagineer put out some concept art from the proposed from the 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 announced Mary Poppins ride mm-hmm. that was going to be at Epcot that got postponed because of the pandemic. Uh, so yeah, it just it's it's a teacups. teacup ride. Yeah, like I I, I want to believe this is real, right? Like, and I I kind of do believe it's real, but like. Why just teacups? <laughs> like the rumor was that it was going to be like a flat ride, right? Like it was just going to be a flat ride. Yeah. Which, okay, fine, but I, I don't. Well, know. okay, so so you know, in typical Disney fashion, um, reusing things is definitely not off the table, and and I could see this, you know, you know, somebody, an Imagineer, you know, looking at the amount of space that's available in that pavilion and, you know, what kind of rides you could do, you know, obviously you can't, you know, you know, I would rather them do teacups than another Dumbo type ride would be the first thing. Because because the thing is, is, you know, you know, when they look at there, there's limited types of rides they can do. And, And the thing is, is that it would make sense to do the teacups because then you have, you have the two, the same ride in two different places um, that means that, you know, when it comes to doing parts, maintenance, all that kind of stuff, it's it's a lot easier, right? Because, sure, the, you know, sure. they can they can use the same parts between these different rides or, you know, they can make sure that they have, you know, enough to to support the both of them. And then it also, um, you know, as far as it being teacups, you know, it it's it's something, I guess, predictable, but is easy enough to theme to what they wanted, which in this case, you know. Mary Poppins, I I can see that working out as like the, you know, the, the jolly holiday sequence, right. You know, they, it's just, you know, some, something that they, they could very easily fit to the, the motif of Mary Poppins, but also not, you know, spend a bunch of time developing something new. Right. Yeah. I just like, first of all, let me go back really quickly, by the way, it's only attraction photos that you get with uh, Genie plus. So, Okay. So, so nothing. All right. (laughs) Like I get what they're doing here, right? It's like a stepped up kind of teacup, right? Where it's like super themed. There's like trees and it's very Mary Poppins-y, right? Yeah. I just feel like there's so much cool stuff you could do with a Mary Poppins, right? Like I, I get, they probably just don't have a lot of space right there to do like something crazy, you know, Mm -hmm. but give me like a flying ride or something like, you know, give me like a, I don't even know what I would do with it. I, I just teacups are kind of surprised me a little bit. I, I will say this is I, I feel like, um, you know, looking at the concept art for this, it wasn't. So there's the, the teacups, which is the main ride, but then there are the rooms. Uh, so it looks like it's um, like pre-show uh, rooms. Yeah. It, it looks like it's the, you know, the house, the house. Yeah, the house. kind of leading up to it. I feel like this could be, you know, the sum of the experience could have been something like, even though you're just riding teacups, it's like maybe seeing, you know, the stuff in the rooms. And and I would assume that there would be, you know, some interactive things or stuff going on in, in the, the pre-show rooms that would make it, you know, an overall better experience than just teacups. 
right? Yeah, and that's kind of what this article says, right? So it said uh, that it would feature a pre-show similar to Enchanted Tales with Belle at Magic Kingdom. In that pre-show, guests would watch the fireplace come to life before coming into the English countryside from the Jolly Holiday sequence. The ride is so like, are they are they trying to say so? Like, have you ever done Enchanted Tales with Belle, Trevor? No, I, I've seen videos of it. I so seen I know, video, right? Yeah. So for those that don't know, right? So spoiler alert, if you've never done this before, cover your ears right now. You you start off in a room where there's no, there's the only exit is, or entrance is the one you came into, in through, right? And there's a big mirror in front of you and some magical stuff happens. Then the mirror turns into a door and it's incredibly cool. It's one of the coolest effects I've ever seen them do. And every time I watch it and I'm like, I know that whatever they're doing here is probably not that complicated, but I it's they do it so well you can't really even see it happening, right? Yeah. So if you have that kind of thing happening where you don't get to the like to get to the ride, there's the the fireplace turns into a door. Okay, that's pretty cool. I'll I'll give you that. <laughs> like yeah. I I would appreciate that for what it is. I guess I would have that you know, experience and then be like, Oh, there's teacups after that. You know what I mean? Like, and I love teacups. Don't get me wrong. I just, I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't have that much of a problem with this. Like if they were to do it, it'd be fine. But like, and I do think they need more rides at Epcot for, you know, for younger kids, which they, they've been doing a lot more of. Right. Um, it just feels, it just feels very, um, unoriginal. That's all. But you know, like I said, the door thing is just because the the platform of choice was the teacups for the actual ride is what yes. you're saying. Yes. Yeah. I love the idea of, you know, the magical fireplace. Like that's incredibly cool. Yeah, like that's that's really cool. I just wish there was something different on the inside. Now, like I don't know what. No. <laughs> no, actually I I know I know what they could have done and actually what would have been better than the teacups is um uh, so in California Adventure, there's uh, Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters, which oh yeah yeah is is it's a trackless ride where you you get in the vehicles and they all basically dance around one another. So it, it kind of lends itself to the same kind of thing as the teacups. Like it's not a super um, a super intense ride, but you know it's a lot of spinning, everything going around one another, but using a trackless ride for in an arena for something like this, like I could imagine, you know, the teacups, like, you know, they start off how you would think the teacups start off, but then they all kind of break off and that would be cool. It gets chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, if it seemed like it was regular teacups to start off and then all of a sudden they started doing things that teacups don't do usually do then a hundred percent I'm on board with that. Yeah. Like that's way cooler. Yeah. That that would be the only thing I could see that could improve on it is just, turning it using a trackless ride system to uh to make a chaotic version of the teacups which i mean the teacups are chaotic to begin with it's just yeah yeah. i do have to say the when the the attraction poster that they had because i remember we talked about this after d23 when they announced it right in 2019 and they had all these really cool attraction posters and uh this one is a really cool attraction poster. They had some really cool ones for some of the stuff that they announced that that ended up not happening. But uh, I have to say, like, I would, yeah, this is a, this is a cool attraction poster. Yeah, kind of, it it looks like the uh, like the the Mary Poppins sequel, almost, yeah, kind of, right, yeah, yeah. kind of. And I do have to say, this one photo is you know of the actual teacups themselves. It, it looks pretty cool. I mean, there's the background pieces look really cool and stuff like that. I just. 
I don't know. It just feels yeah. I, like I said, I, I feel like it's something that you know they the the sum of you know the effects and you know pre show and everything could make it. You know, it would definitely be a better experience than the teacups. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Teacups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, pick something other than the teacups. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah. Well, whether this is dead completely or is one of those things they they just have on pause, who knows? They could start doing some of the things, uh, some of these things again. I mean, the, this article points out that they have said before uh, that it was on hold and not canceled. So, like last year, they said that it was just on hold and not completely canceled. So, you know, it might, yeah, it we, might still happen. We still need a Mary Poppins something, <laughs> whatever, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Trevor food, yeah. food. food. <laughs> so, so Easter food, let's wrap it's, it up with Easter stuff. Yeah. All right. Okay. So go ahead. Let's, let's, let's do this here. So all this Easter stuff, uh, let's see, when is it available? April 1st through the 30th for some of it. Okay. So, and some of it is just, is just the, the first week of April. So I hope you like carrot cake. <laughs> you know what though? That looks like a pretty good carrot cake. If it actually, I will say that most of the time when we see these things on the parks blog and then you see it, it actually in person, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like um, when you see the commercial for McDonald's and you're like, Oh, that looks all right. And then you get to McDonald's and it looks nothing like that. I feel like their pictures are usually, a pretty good representation of what it actually looks like in the parks usually. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And so, I mean, this, this carrot cake looks good to me. This nice little, it's almost like the, a carrot cake, like a uh, whoopie pie kind of thing. You know, the, this, this is the thumper carrot cake, which is going to yeah. be at all of the all stars resorts. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be pretty easy to find. Yeah. And then uh, over yeah. at the Mara, a place I've been many times in the animal kingdom lodge, a mm-hmm. carrot cake, cheesecake tart. Carrot cake, pineapple, and vanilla cheesecake. That just sounds awful to me in every way, shape, or form. <laughs> it does look cool, though. I will say that. <laughs> so, so is it is it the cheesecake, the, the pineapple, line. or all of it? Just all of it. Oh, okay. Which, which, by the way, I went. We went and got. This is. I know this is off topic for a second, but not really. Um, we went and got. You know, like uh, went to one of those places. I don't know if you have Sweet Frog up in Canada, but uh, it's a. Uh, you know, it's like a one of those places where you serve yourself uh, frozen yogurt, and then you go and put the toppings on. Oh, yeah, yeah. we've got places like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we went yesterday and Sweet Frog has all of the Dole Whips. They have they had the regular Dole Whip. They had the orange. They had um, a strawberry one. They had all the Dole Whips. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Which I didn't get any of them, but I I thought about doing an orange, uh, an orange uh, cream one, an orange swirl uh, because they had it. Mm -hmm. They had the orange and the vanilla together so you could do a swirl. But then, you know, I feel like if you get an orange swirl, you're not going to put toppings on it. You know, like it doesn't doesn't lend itself to the toppings bar. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be fine with skipping the toppings bar for that. But okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's I if I got that, then I'm not going to get toppings. But I wanted to get toppings, you know, like, so <laughs> I got cookies and cream instead. And, you know, got some toppings. So anyway. Uh, I just had to bring that up because I was like, oh, Dole Whip. How exciting. <laughs> and not just one <laughs> flavor, like four flavors. Um <laughs> so, that, that all stemmed from pineapple that you don't like on yeah a, yeah it geez, okay it did because it. <laughs> listen, pineapple don't listen okay it actually had in my I, brain a connection okay I, I, I see where it was going yeah okay all right good yeah good. Okay. Uh, so moving down the the list here um so there's a coconut sugar bunny cupcake which looks okay looks the bunny butt that we got going yeah. on here yeah okay yeah um 
at Beach Club Carrot Garden Fudge, which oh, I need okay, that. The, yeah, that's straight fudge. It's, it's, yeah. So yeah, he, here's the thing: is that it, it's just fudge with a cookie on top of it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's I'm uh, fine with that, man. I give me fudge anytime. I'll take fudge. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it's very boring. It is a little it's my thing. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, and then and then they they have another one of these uh, another one of the shakes with the donuts on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this like yeah, just too much. I don't know. Like it's, uh, it's an Easter chocolate Donald egg and Easter chocolate Daisy egg chocolate Easter egg. Oh wait, no, that's a different one. Okay, then this is the orange vanilla is... bunny. Wait, where is it? Carrot cake milkshake. There it is. Okay. Vanilla milkshake, toasted marshmallow, pineapple. Oh God, what's all the pineapple? Shortcake topped yeah. with a specialty carrot cake. I mean, pine. I I see pineapple in carrot cake a lot, and I think yeah. that's probably what they're they're going for. I want this orange vanilla bunny tart, even though I don't see it pictured here. Orange vanilla yeah. mousse with orange vanilla mousse with chocolate, cho- a chocolate filled vanilla tart, and orange marmalade. That sounds delicious. Why isn't that not pictured? I want to see that. I don't think it's pictured, but. I don't need to see a donut on yeah. top of a this, shaking. This is all going on at it, interesting that a lot of this is going on at Beach Club, which yeah, kind of seems like I, I always thought of Beach Club as like kind of out of the way and hard to get to, but it seems like they're doing a lot of Easter stuff there. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. So much but coconut, man. What is with boardwalk. all the coconut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but boardwalk has that that coconut macaroon nest looks pretty. Like it, it does look it, pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one that got me though was the Italian Easter sweetbread. Yeah. Citrus scented dough, almond cream, and filled chocolate egg. Like that just looks it looks would, really good. I would I would definitely eat that. That that looks good to me. Yeah. I, I, I would eat that. Ooh, these Caribbean beach ones like actually look really good too. Yeah. The spring treat box with a carrot cake with cream cheese icing, mini brownie, lemon shortbread cookies, and a chocolate dipped strawberry. I mean, the chocolate dipped strawberry looks like a carrot. It's kind of yeah. cool how they did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's simple, but it looks good. It's yeah, very very creative. Now, can we can we shout out on this list? Sorry. Okay, contemporary resort. Yeah, you know they have a lot of the standard stuff, but then there is a five legged goat cookie. This this is so. Random. So, they did they this did. recently, though. They did it for another holiday too, when they had the five-legged goat. Yeah, remember it, we talked a, about it. It was like Christmas, it, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny that. So, so yeah, it's it's a citrus-scented sugar cookie with uh, an image of the five-legged goat from the mural in in the contemporary. Does that, it's just funny that about they the would five-legged goat, right? Like that's people know about that, right? I mean, if if you yeah, if you ride the monorail through the contemporary, look at the mural, and there is a five-legged goat on there. You just got to find the five-legged goat. <laughs> it's like a little, it's like a scavenger hunt. Yep. You got to do. Yeah. That's hilarious. I, I do think it's funny that they've kind of embraced that, right? Like. Yeah. Oh, and they've got like homemade so, peanut butter eggs, too. Okay. I like a good peanut butter egg. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Do you, or maybe it's just my house, but we like, I don't do standard chocolate. Everything has to be like peanut butter chocolate. Oh, really? Easter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't really think about how weird that is. It, it, but yeah, I, I just don't like plain chocolate. I'll always go for peanut butter. <laughs> That's, you know, I, I, I do like plain chocolate. Actually, I don't know if I've talked about this before in the show, but my very, very favorite candy of all time 
is only sold during Easter, and that is the Cadbury mini eggs. Um, mm. Those are my favorite candy ever, and I will try to go after Easter to the store and buy them all up for very cheaply because I I just love those things. I could eat I could eat an entire bag of those in a sitting. I love those things. Uh, do any of your grocery stores offer them in the bulk bin? I mean, yes. Usually after 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 Easter's over, you can go and get them very cheaply. Well, no, I'm I talking like them. like you can buy them in like in bulk. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like the discount bin. No, no, I, no, no, the, I don't, no. Bulk bin is like like you you pay by weight and you just like you you I don't buy them. Think so I don't oh, think so. Okay. I, I've only ever seen them in the bags. So well, you yeah. should come up here because we can get Cadbury cream eggs in bulk. Can you just smuggle <laughs> some across the border for me? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, all right, fair, fair enough. I'm not uh, getting arrested over Cadbury cream eggs for you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a funny newspaper article, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got arrested for smuggling Cadbury cream eggs. Um, anyway, let's continue on here. I, right. I, I think we should do some scrolling and stop. Yeah, Corn- Coronado Springs doesn't look very interesting to me. Uh, the Grand Floridian... What is going on with that one? Um, the, the jelly bean egg? No, the one or next to it. The carrot cake. It looks so weird, though. Cream cream cheese carrot coffee cake is what it is. I love a coffee cake. I love coffee cake. But so, that, but it's but it's a carrot, carrot cake in a coffee, coffee cake, cake. Yeah. and it's topped with fondant and orange sugar, and it just looks so yeah. weird. I. I I mean, I, 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 try. Yeah, I think it's the, the sugar looks like, um, it, it, it almost looks like rock salt. <laughs> I, was, I thought <laughs> like, it looked like fish food or something. Like, yeah. Know, yeah. Weird. Oh yeah. Yeah. The stuff on the bottom of a, it looks like something you tank, would put on. Yeah. yeah. It looks like something you put on the bottom of an aquarium. <laughs> yeah. Like it's weird. Oh, okay. I'm going to, let's keep scrolling here. Oh, there's a golden egg with raspberry mousse, oh. milk, chocolate mousse, and pistachio something. Uh, that's a Riviera. That's a Riviera. Yeah, wow. that's interesting. Okay, there's some cool stuff at Riviera. This looks very fancy. Yep. What is this chocolate bunny? Look, 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 look on this chocolate so, bunny's face. It looks evil. It looks it like did. the rabbit from uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's something that if they if it had like some detail to it, it would make more sense. It just looks like angry. It does. It looks mad, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. what is that about? Oh man, that chocolate bunny is gonna haunt my dreams. Um, <laughs> oh, look at this! Donald and Daisy Can, uh, eggs are cool. Sorry, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Uh, actually, um, I was so yeah, I was looking at those, but right next to it, the uh, orange vanilla bunny tart. The bunny butt is yeah, yeah. It's it 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 just looks hilarious. Like it it, does. It's like a yeah. Like it looks like a rabbit like tried to dive into the grass and just got yeah. stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you see anything else good on here? Then, There's like some savory food, but uh, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. And not, not seeing much else. It's, I mean, yeah. Like if you like carrot cake, that's, <laughs> that's the theme. <laughs> yeah. If you want carrot cake, now's the time uh, for your carrot cake. Yep. there's there's about a hundred different kinds of car- carrot cake coming to the parks in the next couple of weeks so yeah. if you're into carrot cake good for you congratulations <laughs> uh so they also have some merch coming out too for easter which is interesting um they had to go with the dad joke of excellent merchandise. Is that a dad joke i thought that was just uh 
just generally a lame yeah. thing to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, the, the only thing I see on here that's kind of cool are the uh, the two stuffed animals from uh, from Toy Story four in a in pin form. Oh uh, yeah, the I don't remember their names. names. I don't remember the names at all. You guys know who I'm talking about, though. the The two bears. uh, Oh gosh, I don't remember. What's a bear and a duck? They they were the the carnival. Oh, it's no, it's it's not a bear. It's It's a rabbit and a duck. It's Ducky and Bunny. That's their name. Ducky and Bunny. Why why do you think it was a bear? I I was thinking of Lotso. That's he kind of looks like a bear. To be fair, he he looks like a bear. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, is except for the ears. The ears kind of throw it off. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ducky and Buddy. Okay, so that's yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, some of this stuff doesn't it, feel very Eastery. It just kind of feels like at least some Lego stuff. Okay. Yeah. What are these? Uh, sorry, they're, they're just. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out how a random pair of glasses has anything to do with these. Weighs into any I was of wondering this. the same thing, Trevor. I'm like, yeah. wait, why is this here? That doesn't make any. And well, yeah. but there's also like a bunch of Grogu stuff. Wait, there's a Grogu t- Tamagotchi? What? We're doing Tamagotchi Where did you see again? that? All the way down. Oh, wow. There's, there's oh, a Grogu- there's a whole bunch of Duffy stuff. Dude. Yeah, there's wow. a bunch of Duffy stuff. There's a lot of Duffy. There's a lot of Duffy going on. But I probably over in the Asian parks, though, because they don't do Duffy really here. Yeah. Yeah, man. A Grogu Tamagotchi? That's an amazing idea. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so great. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing I needed, but it's <laughs> it's amazing. I didn't know that they were making Tamagotchis again. I didn't know that that became a thing again. I don't think they ever stopped making them. I think they just weren't very popular. Just came back around again? Is that what you're saying? Like it's popular again? Because I think it is popular again, right? It's a thing again. Yeah. There's So actually, it's funny. Now, like I'm kind of scrolling through this list and back to what we were talking about earlier, that there was too much... 50th stuff yeah this is like they're actually this seems to be like how they're fixing this because the the range of stuff like like it's it's yeah. kind of all over the place there's duffy stuff there's there is uh avatar stuff <laughs> avatar, in there. yeah avatar funko pops there's lego in there that avatar uh, lego beast there is not a great lego figure in my mind yeah <laughs> But but this gives me hope, though, that this is, uh, you know, this is giving me hope that they're they're starting to branch out again beyond the 50th merchandise. And we'll actually see, you know, in the following months, more and more interesting things like actually what uh, these <laughs> hold on. Sorry, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here. I have too. Course, though. I mean, I'm just scrolling through because yeah. there's a lot of crazy stuff on here. Like the, they're I'm trying to figure out, are these llamas at the. Um, where is this? They don't really yeah. say so, where any of the stuff so, is. Uh, yeah, at Hong Kong Disneyland, they're they're for some reason as part of spring, they're selling um a it's a oh, there's yeah, Mickey, Minnie, yeah. Chippendale, and a llama friend. So it's it's just like a random llama, just a random with, llama. Like, does the yeah. llama show up anywhere else? Like, no. So okay, <laughs> that's cool. I I mean, I must be missing something, but uh, I mean, maybe llamas are big over there. I don't know. Maybe llamas are a big thing. I I, I, I I have no idea. Once again, you know, Shanghai gets all the cool stuff. (laughs) Yeah, they get weird and different stuff. And I wish that they would bring some of the stuff stateside. I'm telling you right now, I'm buying this Tamagotchi for uh, 
I think it'd be a funny gift for my sister, honestly. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna get that. Hopefully, she doesn't listen to this. Y- you say that, but uh, I mean that y- it's like buying somebody a pet. Like, well, I mean, here, here's something no that you have to take care of. With no consequence. Right? She loves Grogu, though. She loves Grogu. Well, so, well, you, you say that, but I mean, you, you watched uh, um, Turning Red. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> there was a whole thing with a Tamagotchi in there, and you know, taking care of them. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fair. It's fair. I mean, yeah. listen. I just think it'd be funny if she she doesn't have to actually use it. It's only like twenty eight bucks. It's like, <laughs> you know, I just remember when I was a kid, my mom waited like you know back when you used to have to like wait in line for stuff. Like, you know, it was the hot toy at the time. And my mom told me that she like waited in line for like hours to get one. I forget what year it was. Probably like the early 90s, I'm going to say. Right. I, I feel like if I, if I gave my kid something like that, he would look at me and go, cool. Where's my phone? Like, <laughs> yeah. Probably. Probably. Like, I, I guess, our, our t- and, you know, maybe for our listeners, are our, our Tamagotchis like, are these oh, something that people, around, yeah, like, like. Okay, I I don't know. It's just weird to me. I've heard that they're popular again, so I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. All right, well let's let's wrap this thing up. I don't think we have time for the one additional topic I had on here. Um, yeah, just yeah, fine. we can skip that one. Yeah, we talked plenty. That's why it's an optional topic. So yeah. <laughs> let's wrap. All right. Uh, okay, where are we? Here, here's the end of the. Okay, got it. <laughs> I need to figure out where we are in the in the uh, the rundown. You haven't done uh, this two hundred okay. times. <laughs> no, I I mean yes, but it's still nice to have the cues. I'll admit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, do you have the ads memorized? Because I know I don't. <laughs> Almost. I, I probably could do at least the resale market one. I think in my sleep. Yeah. Right. I wake up sometimes from nightmares repeating it, you know, (laughs) I I don't, I don't commit them that far to memory, I guess is the thing. So I, I don't remember them beyond when we do the ads. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So, um, as usual, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can always find us at welcome home podcast at gmail.com. We, we love getting your questions, uh, you know, people sharing their own trip reports, um, all that kind of stuff, you know, you know, just great hearing from our listeners. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, YouTube also as Welcome Home Podcast and Instagram as Welcome Home Picks. On Facebook, uh, make sure you have a look for Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. It's our Facebook group where we get a lot of our listener questions from and we just get a lot of great uh, conversations going on with uh, with the group. You know, lots of great expert, experts in there. So, um, you know, if, if you want to be part of uh, a group where people are legitimately excited to talk about Disney and to just share information, please come join us because we could always use more people in the group. And um, yeah, if you want to help support the store or no, support the store, support the podcast, go to the store, um, store.welcomehomepodcast.com. Check out our different merchandise there. Uh, you know, there's t-shirts and mugs and stuff like that. Um, all of it goes to helping just continue to produce the show. Um, alternately, if you like Patreon, go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod and check out our different uh, uh, tiers of support on Patreon. And uh, for anybody who does support us through Patreon, that also gets you access to the discord server, which is yet another place that we, uh, we like to chat with our listeners and uh, 
uh, share information, all that kind of great stuff. Uh, last but not least, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. It helps more people find the podcast and, um, especially on iTunes. If uh, you want to leave us a review, um, we love hearing feedback from people. And, you know, sometimes we do read the reviews on the show, um, whether they're, you know, sometimes there's some funny reviews or, or whatnot. Do we have any new ones this week, Tom? We or? do not. No new reviews okay. this week. All right. Well, that's that's cool. But uh, yeah, you know, if uh, if you want to share your thoughts about the show, that's uh, that's a great place to do so. And I think that's everything. Did I cover everything this week? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to subscribe. Yeah. Usually I'm so good. I just pick up right after you finish, but I, I spaced out for a moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast. You can be reminded every time we release a new episode, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app out there. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home uh, and you know, obviously, look for the one that's Disney. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners: Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. As such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So, please consult a DVC representative or a Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you, as always, to our sponsors, uh, DVC uh, Rental Store for sponsoring this episode, and of course, World of DVC for uh, being a, a constant supporter of this show. Please check them out for all of your DVC needs. Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we